0: Radio. So much media, so little time. Who keeps track of it all? That would be me. This is Bob Andelman, and this is the Mr. Media interview, broadcast and recorded live on blogtalkradio.com from the new media and baseball capital of the world, St. Petersburg, Florida. All right, Mr. Car- Mr. Simpson, would you please stand and face the jury? Everybody has an opinion on O.J. Simpson. He's this, he's that. One thing I think we can all agree upon is that his life is certainly not a dull one. For the last seven years, Norman Pardo has been O.J.'s promoter, sitting side by side with him as he rode in parades, cut grand opening ribbons, headlined at nightclubs, appeared on live radio shows, and signed sports memorabilia in cities throughout America. Pardo has also logged hundreds of hours in planes, limos, hotel rooms, bars, and restaurants with O.J., and during each leg of their tours, he had his video camera trained on O.J., capturing more than 70 hours of documentary footage, most all of which has never been seen. On Monday, September 8th, O.J. Simpson will stand trial in Las Vegas on kidnapping and armed robbery charges. That evening, at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Norman Pardo will launch... O.J.'s Court, a a special series of programs heard exclusively on BlockTalkRadio.com. The the series will allow armchair jurors to weigh in on each day's proceedings. At the end of the trial, online jurors will be asked to render a final verdict in the case. Norman Pardot, welcome to Mr. Media.
2: Thanks for having me on your show, Mr. Media.
0: Delighted to have you here.
2: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Thank you. Okay, good,
0: good. Um, first of all, congratulations on the uh, on the upcoming show. Uh, have you done radio or TV before?
2: No, <laughs> this is totally <laughs> new to me. But all it's right. going to be fun. I've got a good crew, and and they're going to have a lot of fun with it. So it's not just uh, me; it's it's a complete crew. We're going to have uh, prosecutors, defense attorneys, uh, and possibly even a federal judge at times. Wow! So it's going to become very interesting to see how this all pans out. So.
0: Uh, We're going to try to get recreate me a,
2: the entire trial.
0: I've got to get, get me you. a crew. I think that's what I got to do next.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're like me and you're not very good at it, you'll need a crew. <laughs> I, I I'm really going to be the silent person in this. I'm just a judge.
1: I
0: see. I'm going to
2: sit back and let everybody argue their opinions, and uh, we'll render a verdict.
0: It should be very lively. Well. um, Let's start here, because I think the first thing that everyone who, who's heard about the show wants to know is this. How did you connect with O.J. Simpson?
2: Years ago, my attorney was his attorney back in 2000, hmm. uh, or they were affiliated in some way. Uh, and I just uh, I needed a, something to push my company out. And my attorney and I were sitting with some of the shareholders in my company, and we decided, let's do something. And he mentioned O.J. and laughed and uh, well, I didn't laugh. <laughs> I was like, "Bring it on! Let's see what we can do. See if he'll, you know, help me with this thing." Uh, and at the time, O.J. wasn't doing anything, so he's like, "I'm not doing anything. So why not? Let's go do something." So it was simple. My job was to put him out there on the streets, promote him, uh, at the same time promoting my company.
1: Well,
0: let's 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 pause there for a minute. Tell me about your company.
2: Well, the company was Spider Boy International back in the day. Uh, as, since then, it's, I took it public and, and it's been sold. Uh, so it did very well. It wasn't, uh, you know, no problem with the company. <laughs> it just it was time to move on. Uh, O.J. really didn't participate that much in the company. Actually, the first time he started participating in the company, the first event we did where he went and threw footballs out, I had Spider Boy footballs that he autographed and threw them out in the crowd. It was at the Tico Arena which was actually a a big birthday bash for Clear Channel Radio. So they were the first one to actually bring O.J. back out. So in the birthday bash, he was to go up on stage, introduce Wycliffe and uh, a whole bunch of other uh, artists and throw out footballs, and that was what we had done. Uh, But after the first event, because of my use of O.J. Simpson, things in the company got a little weird. Uh, Marvel Comics hit me with a major lawsuit uh, claiming my association with O.J. was hurting their Spider-Man movie, uh, so they put me in federal court. Uh, I don't even know how much it was, but it was in the almost-a-billion-dollar lawsuit. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to you know, basically bring me down the best they could. So they kept me in court for years, uh, so... The plan to bring O.J. out brought me into the news, but didn't bring me into the news the way I wanted.
0: Yeah, no, I guess not.
2: It didn't hurt me. I won, yeah, I, they, I won. It wasn't something that you can sue somebody for association like that. So it was what it was. I'm, uh, I'm not one to quit. So Marvel's uh, deal was silly. You can't say because my company is Spider Boy international that that's going to hurt a spider-man movie with my association with oj so that was just uh... it just goes to show you people with power can do a lot to smaller people
0: well uh... norman because a lot of people won't won't have the familiarity what what exactly was spider boy international what what did the company do? When
2: i was doing it it was a search engine it was uh... similar to a google uh huh, and that type of a search engine it was doing quite well we had a lot of traffic back in the day we had more traffic than some of the bigger ones. I mean, so we had grown to a very large search engine. The problem I had was getting investors. Uh, after bringing out OJ and Marvel throwing such a big suit on the company, investors would not touch me, for hmm. fear, hey, Marvel's suing you for a billion dollars. How are we gonna? We're not gonna invest in you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, it it killed the company uh, by default. So it wasn't something I would have been as big as Google at this point if I had the right financing, but that didn't happen.
0: Let let me ask you this. What were you thinking? It's 2001, I think, and uh, about six years after uh, the so-called trial of the century with O.J. Um, Of all the celebrities that you could have possibly brought in to connect with, why O.J. Simpson? I, I think most people would probably ask that.
2: Well, let's think about it. Let's, th- let's think of me as a tabloid newspaper
1: <laughs> <All right. laughs>
2: or any other type of news network. Uh, why O.J.? Why do they put O.J.? Why was he on the, the tabloid newspaper this week? Why was he on their front cover? Why is he always on? Because he draws a lot of attention. He gets you a lot of press. He sells a lot of papers. I mean, the research I do is basically, as a promoter, I find what's going to bring me the most exposure. O. J. Simpson will bring you the most exposure. So that's why. I mm-hmm. weighed it out. I mean, you got a choice. Okay, I got O. J. Simpson or any other artist in the world. Who's going to get me in the newspaper? Who's going to get me on the front page of every newspaper? I've been in over a hundred newspaper articles. I've been on every major news network and every major talk show. Mm-hmm. Could I have gotten that if I was uh any other artist promoter? No. So what I had accomplished was what I wanted to accomplish. The Marvel okay. suit was the only negative that actually hit me. I never really had a negative from sponsors or anything else. The only negative I really had was from Marvel Comics, and that was just so Marvel Comics could get into news using O.J. Simpson, too. If you think about it, that's what they wanted. So, I mean, hmm. anytime time O.J. Simpson comes around, people want to attach to him somehow. To where they can get into the news, but not attach to him to the point where they like him. As OJ's told me numerous times, he's pimped more than any man in America.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everybody pimps OJ, and that's his own words. <laughs> and it's true. I mean, that's what they're doing in Vegas right now. This mm-hmm. would not be in trial if you weren't looking at who he was. They would not have him in Vegas trying to give him 100 years in prison. Uh, when they gave everybody else six months probation, uh, other than it's O.J. Simpson. There's going to be a lot of book deals out of this. Uh, my curiosity is, will the prosecutor retire with a book deal this year, like <laughs> the other ones from the other trials? Hmm. I mean, they always do. Everybody right. who's ever associated with a famous person either gets a book deal or a TV show. I mean, Diana Nicole's uh, a judge, has his own TV show now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what really has become of our justice system. And that's why we started the Court of Public Opinion, because we'd like to see things in the public's eyes, what they really want to hear. Come yeah. out. Say what you want to say. It's open mic. We, we're not going to censor you. I mean, I've been censored on a lot of the shows I was on. If I say anything that the media doesn't like about O.J., they turn my mic off. Hmm. So in the uh. news media, I've found it's not always what it appears to be. We created a show where people can actually speak their mind and have their own opinion, and nobody's going to judge them. And I think it's going to be fun. Well, but that's, but that's how if... I got attached to OJ. Okay. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Well, and so that's the how. Let's talk about the why. Um, so you you were you uh, you got the connection, the introduction through uh, a common attorney, mm-hmm. and you meet the guy. And clearly, it's seven years later you're obviously uh you you're defending him you speak on his you're speaking on his behalf you're promoting him uh i gather you're still working with him today uh to the degree that he can at the moment um what is it about about o j Simpson that uh, appeals to you that that connects to you and you to him for that matter
2: okay i think it stems from our past. he grew up poor. I think it was in Louisiana. He had rickets. He was a, you know, Basically, he had to wear uh, leg braces. I don't know if people know mm-hmm. that, but he was actually a cripple when he mm-hmm. was a young kid. Uh, so his past, and then because of his future, my past was I was a crippled kid when I grew up. I spent two years in the Skysprice Children's Hospital. I had tuberculosis of the bone. Uh, mm-hmm. So every year when I got out and I went to school, uh, they would give me those tests, you know, for if you have tuberculosis, and mine always showed up positive because I had it in the bone and you can never get rid of it. I could never give it to anybody. I was just one who stuck with it for the rest of my life. I got it from somebody. So all during school, nobody was ever allowed to play with me. I was shunned. I was put in a corner. So I was isolated through my entire childhood. That's why I never made it through high school. Hmm. So looking at him being isolated, I think, And considering how I spent my entire life isolated and was never allowed to play with other kids, the teachers would always tell the parents of the other kids, he's diseased, stay away from him. I think that's what did it. I can't judge him.
0: Hmm. At what point in the relationship did you realize that you had this common bond?
2: Well, the first night. What we did when we first met, we was at an airport hangar in Miami. And we met, we hung out for a little while, and then when the meeting ended and the attorneys and everybody left, he and I decided we'd go out to, you know, drinking and see if we could get along. Uh, and of course, we tried to drink each other under the table to try to get the other one to spill his beans.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it was quite comical uh, to see which one of us could stand at the end. But I think <laughs> during that time, I had asked every question I wanted to know from him, mm-hmm. and he was as basically trashed as a person could be because I had to carry him out of there. (laughs) And so I think at that point we bonded because when we left there, he said, hey, let's just have fun with this thing. And I was like, okay, let's do it. It's not going to hurt anything. I would like to see the public's reaction to him and and film it. And that was really the whole thing. It it, it changed from putting him into company, really, at that moment, to I need to see what the people think of you. And what, you know, how you react to the people. Because when I first met him at the, at the airport, it was one way. But when we went out to the nightclubs, things were totally different. And it wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting a guy that people were throwing things at, yelling murder. It was horrible. But it didn't turn out that way. So curiosity. I was like, let's just do this thing see what happened. Uh, so the Tico Arena was our first big event. Uh, There was 5,000 people, I think they said, came out chanting O.J., O.J. and holding up lit lighters.
1: Hmm.
2: I was amazed at that event. O.J. broke down on stage. And at that point, he and I bonded to the point where he trusted me completely, and he told me, he said, nobody in his life has ever done what I did for him. Here was a person that nobody would talk to, basically, Mm -hmm. where I gave him an open audience of people chanting his name. And that brought back memories of, you know, back in the day. And I knew I could do it. I have the connections to, to basically do things. But I never get involved in the event. I never try to sway the event. I never try to sway people's opinions. I always stayed back in the background. Uh the media took care of that for me. They would bring out, Oh, moms are gonna come out and roar, there's gonna be picketing, there's gonna be riots, there's gonna be this, there's gonna be that. You can't have that, death threats, blah blah blah. And Sometimes it was scary because here I'm getting death threats and everything, oh my god, a oh, bad guy I am for promoting O. J. Simpson and I'm thinking to myself, Hey, it's just this is what I do. You know people do what they do. Johnny Cochran did what he did. He's an attorney. I do right. what I do. You know, everybody does what they do. That doesn't mean that I love to hang out with murderers. That just means that this is what I do, this is what I saw in him and this is what I wanted to see in him so I would put him in places film it it was exciting so I live, l- okay <laughs> <laughs> I
1: right,
0: let's go back a little bit so you okay. you, you you connect with OJ uh, on a personal level uh, you guys uh, hit it off meanwhile the the company you know hits kind of a bump and uh, I gather you didn't the, the relationship had to change because you weren't doing Spider-Boy anymore and, and then, then what happens then
2: well, it wasn't that the relationship changed. It just—it was the same relationship. The Marvel thing never slowed me down. I'm not one who just quits. When Marvel attacked me, it was more like, "Okay, just bring it on. I'm not afraid of you," which really made them more angry. Uh, it didn't slow me down with the company. All I did was took the company from an entertainment company or from internet to entertainment. Then I flipped it from entertainment to a telecom company. So it has nothing to do with me. What I did was resign from the company, turned it into a telecom company, stepped aside so that the company would move on. Uh, I felt that by me being there and holding that lawsuit over the company, it was hurting the company, and I couldn't do that. So what I did do was resigned. I indemnified the company against the lawsuit, took the lawsuit with me, and helped build the company basically from behind the scenes. Okay. So it, it, it just made me angry and I had to reinvent the wheel, but you know, what was done was done. Uh it ended up a, a successful telecom company. I I don't control it anymore. I gave up two years ago on that, or maybe a few years before that.
0: So but um, I don't but How no, I
2: your... just kept going. I just kept promoting him. It wasn't like I was going to stop. I would just call him and, you know, say, "Oh, Jay, let's go do something in Cincinnati. I've got this one promoter up there I'm talking to. Let's do a gig." He's like, "Okay, we'll do whatever you want to do." So, I would just work out different deals. Uh I never got paid a dime. It wasn't something I was doing for the money. I had I was okay with money. It was something I was doing for curiosity. Uh I guess like a hobby. What I was looking to get was the film footage I wanted, and I just wanted to see in every, you know, different states of America, what's the reaction to O.J. Simpson, the different uh, types of people, what are their responses, Uh, if if you're wealthy, is it a different response than if you're poor, Mm -hmm. if you're black, is it a different response than if you're white, Uh, that's what I wanted to know, because the media always said, well, it's a racial thing, blacks love O.J., whites hate O.J., so curiosity was is this true? <laughs> hmm. I had to find out. So we did different cities in different racial build ups, I guess you would call it. I mean uh, different uh areas that were more white, areas that were more black, uh mixed areas, and that way I got a real response to put on my camera. I didn't we used a small camera, we didn't use a big one. The first time I went out we had this big Sony Beta camera T V camera. And then we found that people ran up to the camera to be movie stars and whatnot, and it distracted from the reality shots I wanted. So then we got a smaller camera, which we blended more into the crowd. And it was exciting, I got to admit. I mean, the probably one of the most exciting moments was when we went to Philly, I put him in a Rolls-Royce convertible. We put the top down. Uh, when we left the hotel, I've got him on film, O.J. going, Norman, where are we going and what are we doing? Because he never knew. I never told him what we were going to do. He just went along with it. He's like, what are we doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. Let's just go for a ride. So what we I decided to do was take him to dinner, but I wanted to take him through town. I said, we're going to put him in a Rolls Royce convertible, put the top down, let everybody see him. I had a camera guy behind me, one in front that could get in front. And I said, we're going to film people on the streets reacting to him just going downtown. So we went downtown. We put the top down. And uh, it turned into total chaos. They ended up in my film. You'll see I think I've got six, maybe eight police officers around the car pushing Mm -hmm. people away from it. That's how chaotic it got. So it was almost like the president had gone downtown, and everybody knew it.
0: But, uh, Norman, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second because it sounds to me – the first thing that crossed my mind, it sounds to me like – you have put Elephant Boy in the back of this car, and you know you're you're challenging people to respond to, you know that uh, are they outraged, are they shocked? But but why? I mean, what's the point? I guess is what I'm getting. Well,
2: at. Uh, the point was on that one. I wanted to see how many people are going to go yelling murder, throwing things. That's what you would expect for a response listening to the media. That's the exp- response I expected. Yeah. Now it was a little scary when I was in the car because I stood right behind him just in case something would happen. No matter what would happen in any event, as everybody will tell you, I stood either in front of him or behind him because I felt that I put him in places that could have gotten him killed. And he he went along with it, and he sometimes he'd laugh at me and go, Norman, you're going to get us both killed. <laughs> I'm like, let's just see. Carry on, I us to see. I mean, you know, let's just let's see what's going to happen. So, no, it wasn't an elephant boy thing because it was the response I got wasn't just people coming up to the car. It was people calling people on the way to the car, talking to them, saying, yeah, yeah, O.J.'s here. I got him right in front of me right here. And then the people they called would be there. And, and I also noticed a couple of interesting things, and that was in autographs. Uh, whites needed their autographs and blacks didn't. I thought that was fascinating. So I also got fascinating things out of this that I thought was just fascinating.
0: So uh, let me see if I get this right because I, 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 this, uh, this is interesting. Uh, you, you would uh, uh, represent him and arrange events for him to attend. You, didn't, you never got a cut of any of this, uh, and then you would, uh, on the way to wherever you were going, you would make him very visible so that you could videotape people's responses to him.
2: Yes, but it wasn't that I – nothing was scripted. Nobody ever knew where he right. was going. Uh, we would take him to – a I took him to a couple uh, chicken restaurants. Because he liked chicken. he said, like, take me into this chicken restaurant with chicken. So I took him in there. And then I would basically see how the people responded to him just walking into a chicken place. Or I put him at a bus stop once to see how people reacted to him sitting at a bus stop. So, I mean, the different locations was to get a different response. But at the same time, every location was built up of different types of people. And I wanted to see was the, the wealthier people, which people really hate him the most and which ones don't. Because they've had so many surveys out there. Oh, there's so many surveys. But they don't realize that the surveys aren't made up of the real people. The surveys that they're getting on these news networks are made up of people who watch the news. Now, growing up very poor, extremely poor, where I grew up, we never watched the news. So I know I would never have been able to vote on any of those. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And a lot of the people I know don't sit there and watch Fox News or CNN News or any of these news things to do a poll. So what you've got in the polls, I think, in those cases are usually middle and upper class people who are doing the voting. I don't think the real people are actually applying to those, and that's why I wanted to go to the real people in the streets. Some of the nightclubs we went to were the worst side of town. I mean, even O.J. himself said I was crazy for going into some of these places we went into, but we did. And I got the real people's response, the real people on the street, not the... The the media's response I didn't really care for that Uh, The media brought other people Don't get me wrong Because sometimes if I wanted to I would leak it out to certain media groups Be it Inside Edition or Extra You know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. To let them show up at the event Because usually if you leak it to a certain news group A couple of them They'll bring the protesters They're good at that Mm -hmm. Because the protesters won't show up Unless somehow the media gets them there I don't quite know how the media gets them there But they do (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that's something I was, but we never really had anybody ever pick at us. They said they were going to pick at us. We had uh, an ex-mayor come out in in Connecticut and, and uh, condemned the building that the event was taking place in. Uh, said the bathrooms was too small or something, so they weren't going to let us have our show there. And said that that personally uh, she didn't want OJ in her town. Uh so I mean there was events like that, a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of fighting that took place. A lot of different mm. things where you were toting with you know, talking with promoters. I remember talking to this one guy, uh I think it was Steve. He's one of the most hilarious promoters I know. <laughs> uh I can't even tell you what he said. <laughs> you actually you can. You can say it. Uh well. I asked him if he would promote O.J., and I was like, here, here's the deal. I need to get O.J. in this town, in this city. I need, you know, I need him in this, this area because I hadn't done anything in that area, and that's what I wanted. And he looked at me with the strangest look on his face. Now, you got to understand, he was a black guy, right? hmm He looked at me, turned around, and he said, there ain't nobody fucking with that nigger no more. What are you, out of your mind? They're going to get us all killed. <laughs> 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 and that's the type of responses I would get at times. Yeah. But I did turn him around, and he did talk, and he said, okay, let's try it and see what would happen. And he just bitched all while he did it, but if you get me killed, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: but, you said, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like,
2: well, you know, we're going to do whatever we got to do. Let's just do it. You know, people do things all the time just to do it, and that's what I did. I wasn't all, it wasn't about all the money. It wasn't always about the press. A lot of the times I wasn't in it. I was just behind the scenes because that was my job was just to see what would happen, see what would what I could get on film and let o j be o j not mm-hmm. o j the o j you see in the news there's a two different sides there's two different faces on o j he's a the the other face on o j is just a regular guy. It's not like anything you see on the news in his suits mm-hmm. so there's two 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 worlds there. The one world he has to be, suit, tight attorneys, he's always in court. The other side is the the O.J. that I had to hold by the hand, basically, because he really, he needs direction. Mm-hmm. You've got it. You know, to take him places, and he trusts people. Think of the, what he did. He trusted me. Take him through Main Street in a convertible where anybody could have shot him. He's very he's very trusting. I mean, he really is. You could go to him and say, O.J., and that's what happened in this whole Vegas thing. They say, O.J., go to hotel room. You're going to get your stuff. Don't worry about it. And that's the kind of guy he is. He's like, okay, I'll go if you say it's okay. Yes, it's okay. Okay. Because he's always been, like, taken care of like a child. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, that's what you have to really do with him. You have to tell him, O.J., stay in the car here. Okay, we're going to get out on this street, get out on this side of the car. You know, blah, blah, blah. And this is, you know, go sit out, Okay. <laughs> so, he, so he's he's an interesting character to work with, a very hard character to work with, bullheaded and very opinionated hmm. in a serious way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, I think I understand your motivation for uh, getting him to these places and, and the video. Why would he agree to do it after the first time? Why would he keep going back with you to these places? It doesn't sound... Like a very comfortable situation for him.
2: I think what it was, was you got to figure here's his options in life. Golfing and being isolated or being a celebrity with with thousands of people cheering your name, hanging out with me. So in his mind, he was back as long as he was with me. Mm -hmm. Because I could give him that. I could give him nightclubs filled with people. You know, wanting his autograph and talking to him, and, and and you know everything. I mean, I put him on tour. I mean, we went on tour, mm-hmm. so to him, it was better than sitting at home thinking about things. I think. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of is that's why he did it over the over didn't these, have to. He could have said I don't want to go and I'm not going to and I said okay then we won't go cuz it wasn't right. like he was making any big money off this whole thing it was all about just getting back out now some people thought I was trying to reinvent his image you know trying to rebuild OJ Simpson that never really was my plan I didn't really care to rebuild his image I wanted to see his image as it was rebuilding it was just something that was happening in 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 the process so, I never really set off to rebuild his image or anything like the media said, or uh, well, I just never did it. All I was trying to do was, I want to see, I want to film. This, to me, was something I wasn't used to. You know, I was used to believe in the media and everything that they had to say. I, I always felt the news was somebody you could believe in. If they say this is what's happening, that's the truth. I didn't realize until I got so deep into this thing. That there is no reality in the news. The news is created by people like me. <laughs> mm. So that's what I thought was really fascinating on how I could put him somewhere and I could get a news story to say basically whatever I wanted it to say. <laughs> it, Why was, do you um, su- it was interesting.
0: <laughs> Why do you suppose that you've had the seven year relationship with him? Now, during those last seven years, certainly there have been plenty of stories that have come out over the years. About this trouble O.J.'s gotten into, or this this scuffle, or this problem, or let's take what he's going on trial for in Las Vegas next week. Yeah. Clearly, he's made some he's made some uh, acquaintances that have not uh, you know maybe had the best in in for him. Uh, what's the difference between your relationship with him and the relationship he ha- he's had with other people during the seven seven year period?
2: I've never profited from him.
1: Hmm.
2: I've never tried to, to, to really profit. And any time somebody wanted me to get off of my what I believe in morally, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to do it. See, I can't do that. I can't I can't be like that uh, – what's his name? He just wrote the book. Uh, he helped O.J. get away with murder or whatever his name uh I can't remember his name now. He was supposed to be O.J.'s old manager from the day. Do you remember his mm. name? I, d- I don't. Well, he wrote a book that he helped OJ get away with murder, murder and uh, O. J confessed and said he murdered while drinking a cocktail and and Mike Gilbert, that was him, while drinking a cocktail and uh smoking a, a joint I think it was.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, it's hard for me to believe <laughs> that OJ Simpson while drinking a beer it was a beer and having a joint, would say, I murdered everybody. When I've had him on so much stuff, he was passed out in the bottom floor of a limousine. (laughs) I couldn't get him to say anything. So I know that what he said wasn't that. But I had talked about book deals from some people regarding the seven years I spent with O.J. Every Mm -hmm. book publisher on this planet, basically, would have probably done a book deal with me if I would have said, O.J. said he did it. Because all of them said, did he confess? Did he confess? So what happened was, I think... Uh, the other guy came in and said, oh, yeah, 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 he confessed and took the book deal, where I am too honorable to do it. Hmm. I can't lie and say, yes, he confessed to me that he killed everybody. Uh, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't lie and try to benefit myself and profit from something if I know it's not true. Mm-hmm. So to me, I think the reason that we have gotten along is he knows me. He knows I would never hurt him. I mean unless he, you know, came up with, I, I killed everybody and then of course I'd have to tell everybody he killed everybody because I'm very honest that way and I wouldn't wouldn't lie to the people no more than I wouldn't, you know, lie to anybody else. I just wouldn't do it. But I'm also a person who's not uh I'm not like the other guys that he associates with. I'm a completely different type of person. It's not all about me. It's not all about my book deals. It's not all about the stuff. Things will come, and when they're ready to come, I'm not worried about that. But when they do come, they're going to come out honestly, or they're not coming at all. The the main reason I have never done one is because they won't let me do things honestly. And if I can't do it honestly, I won't do it. Period. So I think O.J. knows that whenever I say something, it's the truth. I won't lie, cheat, or steal. Never have, never will. And he can take that to the bank. Uh, I don't, I don't hate on him. I can't judge him. I've never been able to judge any other human. I just can't do it because I was always judged. So for me to look at him as a murderer because somebody tells me he is, it's like when people looked at me as a diseased person because people told them I was. Mm-hmm. So I can't believe what I'm hearing. And now if the truth comes out and somebody finds something that says he's guilty, I think he's a fry. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> But <laughs> if they don't, and they can't prove to me that he's guilty, I can't just be, oh, media says he's guilty, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm not right. that good at that. I'm just not a follower. I'm not a good follower. I have an opinion. I have a working brain that, that lets me analyze things. And if I can't come up with a, yes, he's. I guarantee 100% he did it because I was standing there near the fence when he did it, I'm sorry, I can't. I can't take the side he did it unless... Somebody can prove me. If the jury had come out and said guilty, I figured they had the evidence and said he did it and I'd take their word for it. But when they come out and said innocent, it's hard for me to say, Well all the jury members are an idiot.
1: <laughs> right.
2: I've seen the knife on the counter. It was on you remember the, the court commentator on Fox News said he did it. <laughs> or the court <laughs> commentator said this. Or that court commentator said that. The whole world was created out of court commentators. Everybody got their step up. If you look at some of the most famous people on this planet from, uh, I can't even name them all, but most every news person you see now really owes O.J. Simpson their livelihood. They they Hmm. stepped up because of him. If it weren't for him, uh, Greta Van Sestren and all these other people wouldn't be so famous. So he created uh... court TV. He created a lot of this. The stuff that, you know, everybody, I like it. I mean, we all like to watch these sizzle things. You know, you got <laughs> somebody murdered somebody. Oh, wow, I better turn that on. Uh, <laughs> 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 you know, and you watch it. You get it. You know, it's the way it is. But I, I won't judge people. I'm, I'm just not that good at that. Someday, who knows, maybe I'll get, you know, change my way of thinking. I don't, it's hard for me to do that because of my my, the way I was brought up. Mm-hmm. You do the right <laughs> thing.
0: Uh, let me interrupt for a second. Uh, t- catch your breath. I've got a, just a quick little uh, uh, clip of David Letterman uh, uh, talking about O.J. Uh, let's give a listen to this.
2: Uh, first, his book and television special were canceled, and then the government pulled the plug on O.J. Simpson's, can you see this? I can't believe it's not butter, but if I did believe it was butter, <laughs> here's how I did it. There you go. There's
0: your. Uh, just, you know, while we're talking about all the people who've profited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. It's everybody. And you can't blame him. He's somebody that you can talk about that's going to get a reaction, negative or positive. You're going to get a reaction out of him. People mm-hmm. are very, they're very, you won't find somebody who says, I don't really know. You're going to find right. people, I don't think he did it or I think he did it. It's split right down the middle that way. People hate him where they love him. There's no middle with O.J. Simpson. And I think mm-hmm. people do, you know, they. They like that. I mean, it's, you heard it. But at the same <laughs> token, here you've got a book, and it's, you know, just like the book. If if I did it, was supposed to be written by O.J. Uh, and I, I, when O.J. was supposed to write the book, he called me, and he said, here's the deal, you know, and told me how much they offered him in cash to say he wrote a book. Uh, and he said, well, I'm going to take the money.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And I'm like, I wouldn't do that because, you know, being a promoter, I wasn't part of the if I did it book, and I wasn't part of the autograph signing at the horror shows or anything like that. My job was just, you know, I do the right thing, and I'm not into that. I'm, I'm really not. I'm not into that, that, that thing where he was selling the Bronco. These were things that other people talked him into doing, and had nothing to do with me whatsoever. But he did talk to me about them, and I gave him my opinion. Like the if I did it book, I said I wouldn't do it because even if you don't write the book, people are going to think you did because you're saying you did. Uh, He felt from day one that Fox News was never going to run the interview. He knew Hmm. that. I mean, he's very smart that way. Uh, They were going to do something on – Barbara Walters was going to do something on The View with him uh, years ago. And as soon as he got there, they canceled it because it wasn't the kind of person they wanted on their show. But they they hyped that they were going to do it, and he felt Fox was going to do the same thing. Hype it all the way up to the last day and say, oh, we can't have him on our show because bad press and, you know, we're getting sponsors pulling out, blah, blah, which they did. There's no doubt it worked just like he had planned it to work. So, I mean, he really got them at Fox (laughs) because he knew that wasn't going to work. But he didn't plan, I don't think, on Fred Goldman basically rewriting the book. I think that's when things got really weird. Here you've got a book now. I did it written by Fred Goldman. I think that's the yeah. most weirdest thing on this planet that, that you could and people go out and buy it and say, Oh, it's a book written by Fred Goleman, but O. J. said he did it. Well yeah. who knows what's in the book now? O. J. didn't edit right. the book. He didn't have anything to do with the book. He didn't have anything to do with the final part of the book being sold. Hmm. That book had really nothing to do with him. Well what's so,
1: uh,
0: that's the
2: hilarious uh... thing about that book I think. I mean I, I just you know I thought that was funny. But so I get a kick out of some of the things he does, because it makes me laugh. I'm like, here he's doing a book if I did it. And then when the book comes out, I watch all the media, I watch all the news, I watch Fred, I watch all these people, and I get a kick out of them how they trash Fred for putting out a book, I did it, by O.J., written by Fred. (laughs) And he doesn't understand why people are angry with him. Yeah. Because it made him look like he made his own son look bad by putting it in the book. Right. I mean, it wasn't something O.J. wrote, and that's the thing that, make hey, but that's something that, you know, we can get, that's why I'm saying about, I'm very open-minded, I remember talking to O.J. one time, we were going through this one town, and we were arguing over uh, Mike Tyson wrestling, and and he told me, Mike Tyson's a boxer, he's always been a boxer, and I'm like, no, he was a wrestler in this one thing for the WWE. I think he was a wrestler, I don't know, I remember exactly what he was doing, but. The guy in front of us in a different car was telling me he was wrestling for one show or had a contract or something on it. O.J.'s like, no, he's not. And he starts arguing with me. He gets really, really angry. And he's like, and I told him, I said, hey, I'm open-minded, O.J. Until somebody can prove to me something, I'm going to think that this guy is going to wrestle. And O.J. said, no, you're way too fuck open-minded. And I'm like, if I wasn't open-minded, and then we just stopped right there, and O.J. turned around to me and said, you wouldn't be riding around with my motherfucking ass. (laughs) 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 And that ended that thing, and that just showed you know that that's sort of our that was our relationship. I was very open-minded enough to do what what I wanted to do, and I wasn't afraid to do what I wanted to do because people don't they don't hate on me. To be totally honest, they don't mm-hmm. because I just I'm a promoter. That's what I do. It's like uh, uh, Cochran was an attorney and all these other people. Uh, that's what they do. So but,
0: well. So, so tell, tell me this. Uh, you said you were not involved with uh, the decision to do the book or uh, have him sign autographs at horror shows, things like that. Um, obviously, there are a number of different people in O.J.'s orbit these days, and not all of them uh, seemingly have his best interests at heart. Uh, you've had this long-running relationship. Why doesn't he come to you for advice, or does he?
2: Well, we talk all the time. I mean, that's not the thing. It's just O.J. wants everybody to love him. Mm -hmm. And if somebody walks up to him, be it the guy he's dealing with now, Rikio or whatever, says, O.J., I'm a good fan of yours. I really like you. Immediately, O.J. goes into the thing like, okay, what do you want me to do? I'm a a friend now. So Hmm. he's easily, you can easily basically manipulate him into doing things. And I think that's what people do to him all the time. Uh, There's no real way of protecting him that way, and I knew it. I mean, I stepped back a few years ago because I knew that it wasn't going to get good. It was going to get bad Mm -hmm. because the people he was hanging with were not the type of people I would hang with and would associate with. I mean, nothing... I'm not like saying I'm all that in Vegas chips, but I just wouldn't associate <laughs> with them. I mean, I'm a yeah. professional person. I run, you know, business. That's what I do. I would not associate with certain people. You know, I wouldn't associate with the guy that's on trial now, the pimp. You know, you got Goldie, the pimp, one of the people that's going to be in Vegas. You've got all these different characters. It's going to be a really interesting trial, to say the least, because of all these characters involved. When you've got the pimps and all these other people, uh, but they they enjoyed. Uh, they hung with O.J. because it made them feel like they were a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of the film I've got are different people who would cling on to him just to, to get the attention. I. It's interesting for me to look back at the film only because I'm seeing it almost like I've never seen it. So personally, most of the film, I get a kick out of just playing it back and watching it and laughing going, I can't believe he did that. You know, he would drink to the point of no return uh, he forgot the camera was on almost all the time. The first ten minutes of filming, he thought the camera was on. After that, he just forgot about it. We just do all sorts of crazy things. You know, whatever it took, I've, I've watched him engage other people in different restaurants where he would see somebody across the room that looked like he didn't like him, and watching O.J. slowly try to make that person like him because it was very important that he did was amazing. Because you could see him wave at the guy every now and then. The guy wouldn't wave back. He'd maybe wave at him again, or he'd go to the restroom and on the way stop by and say how you doing, and then he'd come back. Because it was a constant thing for him that everybody had to like him. He did not like somebody who didn't like him. Hmm. So these were the little things that, it wasn't a, you know some people may not be excited to do, but for me it was what I wanted. And only a handful of people's ever seen any of my tapes. i probably only put out maybe two or three minutes. The other 70 hours is still sitting in the safe.
1: But uh, to my
2: wife and a few of my friends who have seen some of the tapes, they won't take their eyes off the tapes when I turn them on. They just sit there. Their mouths fall open. They don't expect what happens because it's not a script. It's not a movie. It's not you know, O.J., you're to say this and act like this and do this. None of that was ever planned. It was totally unplanned, unscripted. This is just O.J. Simpson behind the scenes being himself almost like on a hidden camera. It is Hmm. fascinating to watch him and the people come up to him and the ones who don't. It just is an interesting thing for me. I I enjoyed it. I got to admit, I enjoyed doing it.
0: So, Norm, tell us about what are you going to do with all this video? Uh, uh, You're uh, are you planning to, to you know, cut it into a documentary? Is it just for We're your gonna entertainment? Put,
2: uh, I'm going to put an hour of it out, maybe two hours of it out, in a in a DVD, which I'm going to sell probably within the next couple of weeks. I've already got it in production. It's already in editing. Uh, and then I'm going to put a lot of it out on, on my radio show during the show. So some of the people, the jury members who are there, comes in there, they can actually watch a video clip of O.J., and then we can talk about it. And we can say, this is what you just saw. What do you think? And and get their opinion on the different things, be it what type of girl O.J. likes. Everything you'd want to ask O.J. Simpson has been asked and answered on my tapes. Everything to what he likes in a girl to the size of his Johnson. It's all on my <laughs> tapes because he's he's answered it all. And Howard Stern and what Howard Stern thinks of his Johnson. Uh <laughs> I don't know if you know uh, he think you know Howard Stern has a fascination for his Johnson and OJ goes into detail regarding Howard Stern and the fact that he used to be Howard Stern's boss. You know Howard Stern worked under him at Infinity. OJ was a director of Infinity. A lot of people don't know that. So I did, anything, you know what you know, I J. I
0: do remember reading that actually. That was in the uh, uh I had on uh, Alec uh Foge. Who uh, wrote the, the recent book on Clear Channel? And I, I remember reading that in there. Yeah. So that, yeah. Um, so, but you know, will we see the movie? When...
2: Yep. they're going to see it. It's coming out. I've just got to finish up the editing. Once it gets completed, it'll go into. Uh, I've already got a fulfillment house, so we're we're locking that down. I'm hopefully within the next couple of weeks, during the show, I'll be I'll put it on the on the site so people will be able to to download it or buy it or whatever they do there. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've got to put some of the tapes out, and I need to start putting them out now. We're going to put clips on the site itself just during the trial, and then the, the movie will come out during the trial, because I want people to see both sides of O.J. I'm not saying he's the nicest character on this planet, because... <laughs> <laughs> When I, when, you Because know, everybody knows I'm putting the tapes out, and even O.J. told me, he said, Norman, don't put me in prison so long, I'm never going to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a, definitely afraid of my tapes. His attorney tried to take them from me a few years back. Really? They, they sued me in court to try to get the tapes, and uh, they couldn't do it. The Golemans, took, took, uh, they were suing O.J. for right of uh, his image so that I couldn't put out my tapes. So I've been hindered getting these tapes out for years. Every time I get to the point where I'm going to put out a DVD, somebody ends up in court with me. Uh, and I think this time, as my attorney says, I'm open. <laughs> hmm. There's uh, nobody left to sue me, so I should be fine to get this out.
0: Uh, well, so um, you've, you've, you've told us that um, over the years you have not profited from promoting O.J. at events and, and things. Will you profit from this film if it's released?
2: Oh, yes. I'll definitely profit from the film. I mean, I'm looking at this as just like uh, Marcia Clark and and Christopher Darden and and all these other people with their book deals. Uh, Let's Mm -hmm. get me some blood money. That's what (laughs) they want. I've sat back on the sideline and watched all these people just sucking all the blood money they can get out, and I've decided, you know, it's my time.
1: Will O.J. profit profit from the film?
2: No, I can't let him profit from the film. If I wanted to, I couldn't give him anything. If I gave him anything it'd go to the Goldman's and I'm not that happy about promoting the Goldman's lifestyle. Mm. I mean I know they're sad right now. If O J goes to jail, their their breadbasket's over. It's gonna be hard to get any money out of him if he's in jail. So I'm hoping they get to Vegas like everybody else and stand up for him and try to, you know, maybe they can help pick it and get him out of jail.
0: You don't really mean to say that you don't really mean to say that you expect them to stand up for him just to well, keep Well, him... if they're
2: going to want him to keep making money, they're not going to sell a lot of books if he's in jail not doing anything exciting. <laughs> oh, they need God. his ass out there. <laughs> There's a lot of people on this planet needs O.J. free. Without O.J. Oh. being free, how are you going to get the tabloid articles? O.J. knife somebody in jail? <laughs> I mean, what's it going to be about? There's no tabloid well, that... articles. So they're going to go broke. You're going to have no big news sizzling things. I mean, can you imagine what some of these these news things and court TV is going to do without an OJ? The world needs him. Without him, there's no no real sizzling news. So hopefully, everybody will get together, get to Vegas, and get him out of jail. And I think the the Goldman's have the most to lose.
1: <laughs> they're the ones you know, sucking
2: the most out. You know, personally. What really gets me about the Goldmans is when they did this If I Did It book, and they wrote it, blah, blah, blah. They should have at least shared that money with O.J.'s kids. They're the only real people who really lost everything in their world from their mother and everything. And now the Goldmans keep taking from them too. When they take from O.J., they take the college money from the kids. Everything they take from him, and people don't really sit and think about that. They're taken from the kids. The kids are losing everything in their world. Now their dad could go to jail. They've lost their mom, and they've lost all their inheritance. Mm. So they're really the biggest losers in this whole deal is Justin and Sidney Simpson. And I have considered, and I would still consider, probably giving a huge part of this movie money to them, directly to them, because I think that as they grow up, they deserve something They didn't have a mother, so they should at least deserve a little step-up and maybe a leg up. So that's where I'm considering giving some money. I can't give anything to O.J. and He doesn't need it anyway. He's got his own life. He's a grown man. (laughs) (laughs) But the kids, on the other hand, they keep getting attacked. And I know O.J.'s just not thinking when he does the stupid things he does, and he doesn't help the situation. But Mm. every time somebody takes from him – it takes from the kids. And I watched the kids, you know, I was there during their their, their birthday parties and their, you know, graduations, etc. And they, they don't deserve all that's been done to them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what? setting OJ aside, he was found not guilty and in a court of law, and some of my, my best friends, even a federal judge, I've got a major federal judge out of Chicago, said that he can't condemn O.J. because he was found not guilty. And to a judge's eyes, that's the, that's the law. Not guilty is not guilty. That's the way it goes. There's no not guilty but. <laughs> it's right. not guilty. So to, to the people in the legal profession, the real judges, et cetera, in the world who believe in the law, believe not guilty is a not guilty, uh, not guilty is… In O.J.'s case, is a little different because he's not guilty, but let's take all his money. Sure. So that was a little bit on the weird side, that you know, you're found not guilty, but then you're found liable in a civil thing. And I, I guess that's happening to a lot of celebrities. But I personally, because of the way the legal system is, 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 is going these days, mm-hmm. I mean, I put me in as a prosecutor. Let's just say, for example, here's, here's me as a prosecutor, Norman the Prosecutor. I'm sitting out there, blah, blah, blah. Somebody gets murdered. And that person is murdered, right? Close to, say, Trump's house.
1: <laughs> okay. And
2: somebody offers me I what was it, four million dollars that Marcia Clark got? If somebody offers me a four million dollar book deal if <laughs> Trump may have done it. Doesn't mean I had to make him, you know, go to jail, but just if he may have done it. I think that could sway prosecutors in a huge way, these book deals. I think that prosecutors should not be allowed to get a book deal during a trial or maybe a couple years after a trial. That would make them hesitant on trying to say, he did it because he has the most money, I can get the biggest book deal. Right. So that that part bothers me in our justice system. It doesn't seem to bother a lot of people, they overlook it and they don't seem to think that care. They think, well, Marcia Clark wrote a book, she deserved the $4 million or whatever it was and retire and become a a TV announcer now. I mean, all those prosecutors after that trial retired. I think that's amazing that you can get one person in court and you retire a millionaire.
1: Well,
0: It sort of makes
2: me wonder about other prosecutors and when they get somebody in court, are they doing it because they think he did it or are they doing it because I want to be a millionaire with my book deal? Marcia Clark but did it when she had O.J. in court.
0: Norman, in all, in all fairness to those prosecutors, I think most of them retired because <laughs> they failed to get a, convic- uh, uh, a conviction in what most of the world thought was a, uh, was a pretty easy case. Uh, and they, they didn't, uh, no, you know, they that didn't happens succeed that. No, that
2: happens every day. Every day somebody's found not guilty. Look at uh, – what's his name there? Uh, the guy who supposedly uh, – uh, uh, Robert Blake. Mm-hmm. Are the prosecutors retired from that one?
0: Uh, t- it was a different case. Uh, the was wasn't. Was it wasn't.
2: Robert Blake was found not guilty, and, and the prosecutors didn't get multimillion-dollar book deals, and they did not retire. That is the difference. You're right. But that's the only difference is they didn't go for a book deal. They did not retire. Uh, uh, I know of. Maybe they did, and I don't know it. But I think any time a prosecutor takes money during the trial for any reason that has anything to do with that trial – He's crossing a line, and you know when they say, "Oh, it's blood money," maybe they cross that line first, Mm -hmm. and it makes people like me go, "Well, heck, I'm no, am I that much better? Should I be that much better on a pedestal not to take money from my tapes than Marsha Clark or Christopher Darden? No, I mean that's why uh, everybody's after money now because they're setting a precedent that this is how you get money, this is how you retire."
0: Norman, one of the things you're going to find when your well, yeah one of the things you're going to find when, when your own show starts on Monday is that uh, the the clock becomes your enemy at this point. So okay. uh, I think I think people have gotten a good taste of uh, of what's ahead uh, when uh, Norman Pardo's uh, new blog talk radio show O.J.'s Court begins September 8th. That's Monday, September 8th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That'll only you can only hear the show on blogtalkradio.com. And uh, Norman, thanks so much for uh, joining us today on uh, Mr. Media.
2: Well, thank you for having me. If you ever need me on your show, just for sort to of say hi, I'll come on. I like to. I enjoy it. I appreciate
0: it. It, it was As a very interesting hour. Thanks very much, and good luck with your own show.
2: All right. You take care. All
0: right. You too. Bye-bye. Well, folks, uh, for dozens more celebrity and media newsmaker interviews, surf over to our main website, www.mrmedia.com. That's where you can listen to my previous conversations with the creators, stars, writers, and producers of The Cleaner, Star Wars, The Clone Wars, SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, Heroes, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Army Wives, 24, The Big Bang Theory, Bad Santa, Tell Me You Love Me, The Dark Knight, Zits, Baby Blues, and many others. The list is getting pretty long, folks. And please think about writing an online review of Mr. Media, casting a vote for Mr. Media, or marking Mr. Media as one of your favorites, whether you listen on Blog Talk Radio, Digital Journal, Blueberry, Zencast, Odeo, Kindle, or iTunes. And if you've got an idea for a guest, or maybe you're a good guest yourself, email me directly at bob at andelman, Thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate when you give up a little piece of your day to spend it here. Hope you come back real soon.
1: Bye, everybody.
3: Hey, O.J., who are you leaning toward in the next uh, presidential election and why? Hillary Clinton. (laughs) I love Bill Clinton. I played golf with Bill Clinton. And despite Monica Lewinsky was a neighbor of mine, as everybody knows, uh, despite that, uh, it didn't certainly keep Eisenhower, or, or Roosevelt, or, or Kennedy from being great quarter. I mean, being great great presidents because of some indiscretion. Um, I remember him telling me we were having beer after him and I and a few friends after we played golf uh, the last time I played with him, and he was and he was so sincere saying that. It didn't bother him when they came after him, and this was a long time ago, now, but it really bothered him when they came after Hillary, because if you look at Hillary's record, her whole life, all she's ever done was try to help people, you know? Right. She tried to help the poor, tried to help teachers, tried to help people. That's all she's ever done, and he said how it bothered him when they, they kind of went after her. And just for me knowing that if she needs some advice, she's got him there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's got my vote. Uh-